0: Helping someone get a job, that's one thing, but helping someone navigate their career, that's even better. Welcome to The Offer Podcast. This is Brandon Amorgi, your host. Episode three, guest Kate Turchin. Today, we're going to discuss how Kate used deep-seated motivation to get where she wanted to be in her career. I've had the pleasure of knowing Kate for the better part of two years. I first met her when she was a student of mine at the sales boot camp Always Hired. What's impressive about Kate is her deep-seated motivation. Motivation is something I truly believe can't be taught, and Kate had it in her from day one when she recognized that getting into a tech job was what she truly wanted to do Nothing was going to stand in her way. I think that type and that level of motivation is so important when we're trying to figure out our careers and what we want to do. So let's listen in on this conversation with Kate and I as we go over how she was able to achieve the success she had using motivation. We're sitting here today with Kate Turchin, who... uh, from humble beginnings to now uh navigating her own career and doing what she wants to do so kate thank you very much for joining us
1: yeah thanks brandon for having me i'm excited to be here absolutely
0: so um for those who don't know who you are um what's sort of like a 30 second cliff notes version of kate turchin
1: definitely so i am a known across LinkedIn and YouTube as the cloud security singer, um, or a keynote singer, I uh, used my tech sales career to kind of launch this whole singing about tech keynote singer, uh, personal brand and I've performed at um, conferences, AISP Chicago sales 3.0 and uh, might have seen me on your LinkedIn feed at some point. So that's, that's pretty much sums me up.
0: Absolutely. Great. Well, it's pretty fascinating because you sort of grasped the attention of LinkedIn, um, and the potential customers that you were working with, uh, very quickly with different avenues. Um, and we want to talk about those today on the podcast and how others can learn from sort of the way you sort of navigate it. But I think you know, your story is super intriguing and really beneficial to the audience that we have here at Offer. So I want to dive right in. Um, let's talk about your early career life. Uh, tell us about your first job.
1: <laughs> well, Brandon, my first job when I was 17, I worked at a pizza place. But my second job was even more interesting because I worked at Coldstone, the ice cream place. And... That's where I started my singing career because oh. I got to sing whenever people put coins in the tip jar. So
0: Oh, right on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that was how my career began.
0: Absolutely. So you're at Coldstone, Stone, um, you know, you're moving and navigating through there and then you're getting these tips. And um, when someone would throw an extra tip and you would sing, what... Like how did that? Like what? What happened? What? How did you react to that? How did How did that make you feel? Was that something you realized you you started really loving and enjoying?
1: Yeah, I I love singing, and that's always been kind of uh, my talent. So I I mean, it was nice to be able to do that at work. And I was I always thought like I would love to have a job where I could sing. Um, obviously, Cold Stone didn't pay the salary that. Uh, would allow me to grow my career as big as I wanted it to so I went to college after that and um, but, I, but I always wanted, to, I always dreamed about singing in my career.
0: Absolutely. So so singing you knew had some place, somewhere, you didn't know how but you figured at some point I'm gonna make that a reality and then you have, it's probably safe to say Coldstone, maybe a couple other jobs right mm-hmm. through college, trying to figure out what you wanted to do Um, and I think a lot of people sort of go through that right they um, might work at you know Safeway whatever some other place Um, and then it's there's sort of like a uh, you know uh, a break in the sand where you're like what do I want to do next Um, at what point was that for you when did you sort of figure out what you wanted to do as a career? I I guess I should ask.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a great question, and it really took me a while, because after college, I actually worked as a bartender for many years until I was twenty nine. I think I'm thirty, almost thirty one. Be thirty one in a couple weeks, um, and I. Enjoyed at the time kind of the you know nightlife party atmosphere and uh, Feeling like I didn't have too many responsibilities Um, But eventually it got to a point where I like I said, I was 29 and I was like, you know, I Want a change, you know, I don't want to do this forever. I was in kind of a dark place. I was, I just wasn't growing anymore emotionally. And, um, I just knew that I needed to get a professional career and get into the corporate world in order to do the growing that I know that I needed to do. So I decided, you know what, like, I'm going to get into tech, you know, and obviously there's... A lot of the people that were competing for entry-level tech sales jobs were younger than me, fresh out of college, um, but I knew like it's time for me to, to make this change um, and, and tech is where I want to go and sales is how I see I can put my foot in the door.
0: Mm. So sales was an avenue that you saw was like a lower barrier to entry, so to speak. What, what did you do to get into sales?
1: Yeah. So like you said, I, it was a lower barrier barrier to entry rather than being an engineer or something. Um, you don't necessarily need an education or any experience to get an entry level tech sales job. So what I did was I went to a tech sales boot camp. Um, it was called always hired and there's a bunch of really great ones and they train you how what you're going to do at your job at tech sales. They teach you how to interview and, um, Yeah, did that and started interviewing.
0: Absolutely, great. So you went to a boot camp and what in your mind was the reason the boot camp made sense for you to move into a tech career?
1: Yeah, the the boot camp made sense because like I said, I had no previous professional experience. Um, I needed some kind of resume filler to make the tech sales job relevant to me because otherwise you know i i already was facing a lot of objections like okay you're 29 and you've never had a professional career you've been working in a bar for the last six years like what are you doing here you know so like i knew that i had a lot of objections to overcome um and that it wasn't going to be easy but it would be possible if I had that resume filler,
0: absolutely. I think that's a very good uh, point to bring out is, you know, if, you know, when there's uh, things that will appear to be barriers, you can navigate around them, right? Um, most people look at a tech company and they think, my gosh, I need this prestigious, you know, degree or, uh, you know, a series of scholastics to be considered to work at this organization when in reality there's uh, entry-level sales positions, there's marketing positions where if you tailor yourself in the right way, you can be considered just as much as the next person and get your foot in the door and navigate. So um, kudos to you. Um, So you're at this boot camp, always hired, Um, it's working out really well, you've learned a lot, you've learned um, you know how to how to position yourself for a sales position. Uh, you know the the basics of of an SDR role, and things are going well. What did you do in your mind? What was sort of the motivating factor behind picking the companies that you were interested in working for?
1: Yeah, so um, I interviewed with. A lot of companies because like I said I had a lot of objections to overcome I wasn't fresh out of college ready to work like people were questioning me I probably interviewed with with 30 or 40 companies like I'm not yeah now. like I'm not gonna sit here and say that it was easy because getting my foot in the door was not easy but it was possible and that's what I want I'm hoping that some of you guys who are listening can take away from this is you know if I can go from being where I was then it's completely possible um so i was like i said i did probably 30 40 phone interviews and as i was interviewing some of them i failed miserably at and i would they'd be like no thanks and i would ask for feedback every time you know thanks so much uh for giving me your time can i can you tell me how i can improve and every time they'd give me feedback and every time i would internalize it so my interviewing got better and better and better and uh by the time I got my offer for the job that I ended up taking, I ended up getting a few offers, and it was like all in the same week. Like this was probably like a six week process of interviewing with thirty something companies. Um, but by the end of it, I I figured out how to interview, and I and I got a few offers, and um, I picked the company that I picked because of the culture. Because when I was there, I could feel. When I was talking to the employees, they were interviewing me. I was asking them questions. I could feel there was growth there. There was opportunity. Um, it was a cloud security startup. And uh, I, could just, I could just tell it, it was a company that that was doing well.
0: Yeah, that's incredible. So 30, 40 companies, a lot of people would lose their steam, <laughs> right? I mean, that's not an easy task to. Uh, try to set up 30 different interviews 40 different interviews go through the process and getting a lot of no's. Why do you think it made sense in your mind to keep going?
1: Yeah, definitely. It was it was uh, Not easy and there were times when I felt discouraged but I knew that I was capable like I from the beginning I knew even if On paper it doesn't show if I don't appear to have the credentials like I know that I want this bad enough that I'm gonna I'm gonna make something great out of this so I just knew that I needed to find a company that would give me a chance and sometimes I worried like oh my gosh like what if this takes what if I never get this but I just I just knew that I was capable and I was a good pick and uh, no matter how many times I I got let down, I just, I just knew like, okay, well, the person that doesn't turn me away is going to be really happy because I'm going to perform because that's how bad I want this. Does that make sense? Absolutely.
0: That makes a lot of sense. And I think um, it speaks to your motivation, right? Motivation is something I've said often is something that I don't believe can be taught, mm-hmm. right? I think it's something that's deep inside of all of us um, or it isn't. Right. You can, um, there's a saying, you know, you can lead a horse to water, <laughs> but you can't make that horse drink the water. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, I, I could talk to someone and say, Hey, I need you to help me do these chores and they'll never do them. But if you say, Hey, you know, um, something that they're truly interested in is this person going to be over at this place all of a sudden they're super excited. Mm-hmm. They get up ready, they're they're up early, they're out the door before you are. So motivation is something that's I think deep inside of us and it's clear that you have that same motivation in your career. Um, and it's something that if, I believe, honestly, if people want to really figure out what they want to do and are passionate, the motivation has to be there. They have to be willing not to give up like you did. So kudos to you on that front. Now, in regards to the industry and figuring out which company, I think there's something there as well because, a lot of people sort of look at different companies and they say, "I just want to work in tech," I just want to work at you know a company like Google. Excuse me, I almost burnt. <laughs> um, you know what what have you? So, what was sort of the thought process behind the specific company, the industry, um, you know? I believe you ended up working in cybersecurity mm-hmm. what was sort of the focus behind in your mind on what I want to do what what type of company do I want to work for Who, you know how do I see this being an a, you know, a low barrier to entry for me to get into tech
1: yeah definitely so um, I mean I think that there's there's a few factors that you should consider when you're considering your offers, and you're considering where to interview. Obviously, location, culture, how much they're gonna pay you. But um, and when I went to interview at the cybersecurity startup that I took the job for, I honestly I didn't think I was gonna want to work there. Like I just because I had already got an offer that I thought I was gonna take. Um, but I just had that feeling like I ju- it just felt right. Like I was talking to the reps and and I could just tell. Um, it's cloud security. So the cloud is the future. The cloud is growing so fast. And then security is always going to be needed. Mm. And the more complex our technology gets, the more complex security is going to get. So that was a big hook for me. It's like, okay, this is an industry that is going to grow. And if I can get my foot in the door into an industry that's going to grow, my opportunities down the line are going to be Even greater so so ultimately that was a huge hook for me was like when when I interviewed there I'm like wow, this is a this is a good place to to grow I
0: think that's very key as well, right? A lot of people sort of romanticize almost um, Companies and products and what they do without really thinking about how practical of a decision is this Mm -hmm. right? Um, You know, you know, there's a lot of things going on with AI that are revolutionary um, but is AI practical for me right now, mm-hmm. right? It may not be, it, mi- it might be. Um, and so it's, you know, happy to hear that that was sort of a thought process in your mind that this is something that's not going to go away anytime soon, something I can grasp and help people with, um, especially in sales. One of the things I also talk about is needs versus wants, mm-hmm. right? If you sell something, it's better to sell a need over a want, a need or a nice to have is something a company might look at and say, yeah, that's cool, but a, uh, uh,
1: did I a say? need to have.
0: Sorry. A, a need is something. Okay. We're going to.
1: You said a want. <laughs> is... I lost my
0: train of thought. Um, yeah. One of the things I always talk about is n- needs versus wants, right? A need is something a company has to have versus a want is something a company that views as as nice to have, right? Um, and so you kind of recognize that with cloud and security. Mm-hmm. That's becoming something that every company needs to have. And that's a great way that you're able to uh, look at that and say, this company makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk, let's talk about the interview process um, at Evident was um, what... What would you say you had to, what does someone have to do to get a job, um, at that company? What, was it difficult? Was it, um, were you nervous? What was, what was that like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I was nervous because like I said, I, (laughs) 30 something interviews, um, but I think I was I was a little bit more relaxed at that one because I already had an offer that I thought I was gonna take. Oh. So, so that's some advice that I tell people is like, even if you don't already have an offer, when you're at an interview, if you can tell yourself that you do, just come in there with that mindset because I feel like in a lot of my earlier interviews, I came in so desperate, like they could feel it. Like, just let me get my foot in the door, check her promise told you so good you know and when people feel that desperation then they're like hmm she wants us really bad i don't know if, i don't know if we want her so mm-hmm. i feel like i went into uh the interview at the cloud security startup that i ended up working at a little bit more relaxed and um that That makes them want you more when you're not like, oh, I need this job. So some, a huge takeaway for me that I uh, hope that you guys can take away is when you go to interviews, even if you feel like that, if you feel like, please, please, like help me, (laughs) like never let that come across because I had so many companies be like, you know, you prepared so well for the interview and we can tell you're passionate, but like, I don't know. You're just really nervous, and like I don't know. You just you were over prepared, isn't what a lot of them told me. Yeah. So so definitely um, be confident, be relaxed. Don't be afraid to pause, and don't let them feel it if you're desperate. I agree. You <laughs> know, I
0: think that's great advice, right? Um, and the cool thing I think about you having so many interviews prior was you were able to have and move into the cycle of those interview processes. Um, another great piece of advice, uh, when you're talking to organizations and they're c- considering you and they ask you the question, are you looking at any other companies? You absolutely should say, I've got two or three other mm-hmm. companies in the running. Even if you've only had short conversations, mm-hmm. you can say you're in talks with this company, with that company, so that it looks like you're not just sitting on your laurels waiting for an opportunity to fall in your lap so absolutely that's great so that is interesting you created leverage right that you used to your advantage um with an offer that you had received or was or was going to receive Mm -hmm. and then they looked at that and said wow that's uh this is someone we need to bring on board
1: Mm -hmm. and it gives the feeling of like someone else wants her so she must be desirable you Mm -hmm. know whereas Mm -hmm. if nobody wants you it's like why why should we want you? Nobody else wants you. Absolutely.
0: absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So you started there as an SDR.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And what is an SDR for those who don't know?
1: Yeah. So an SDR is a sales development rep. It's an entry entry level level sales role where you're cold calling, cold emailing, uh, prospecting for um, people that people and companies that look like they would need your product so in my case cloud security i was looking for uh, companies that were using the cloud and then definitely if if they're a company with a lot of data then that would be a qualified company so it'd be calling them emailing them reaching out getting hung up on it was it was a grind um so that's basically what fcr is for anyone doesn't know
0: yeah absolutely it's it's um Uh, I've always, you know, um, heard the phrase, and even said it myself, sales is a very simple job, but very difficult job, Mm -hmm. right, at the same time. It's easy, it's, you know, on the easier side to get in the door, um, but difficult to keep, Um, and so there's a lot of challenges that come with, especially mundane practices that repeat Mm -hmm. over and over again, and so, um, did you experience any challenges early on as an SDR?
1: Definitely. When I came into the company, we were about a hundred person company, and um, the way the territories were, the the sales territories were divided up were, uh, I don't know how they did it, to be honest, but somehow my sales territory was literally about three square miles in Manhattan, and my team members that had been at the company Earlier than me, some of them had, you know, like all of Southwest, you know, they had Arizona, Southern California, uh, Utah, and then someone else would have, you know, all of Central from Chicago to Texas. So I immediately was very frustrated because of um, how much more difficult it was for me, uh, Mm -hmm. given the size of my territory.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine that being difficult. It almost didn't feel like you had an even playing field yeah. at first. So was there anything that you did or thought to do that you, that would give you um, sort of that even playing
1: field? Yeah, so that's when, you know, after I picked myself up from it's not fair and stomping my feet, <laughs> then I said, you know what, like here's another obstacle. How can I turn this obstacle into an opportunity for growth, um, so I decided. You know what? I'm going to figure out a way to create a personal brand for myself. And my thought process was was this: I can't uh, be more important. You know, I can't. I can't be the CEO and or be. Steph Curry or be someone cool that people actually want to talk to on the phone. I'm an SDR, you know, I'm not going to be the CEO tomorrow. But what I can do is be an internet celebrity. I mean, that way people want to talk to me. I mean, who doesn't want to talk to somebody famous when they call them rather than somebody, I don't know who you are, why should I talk to you? So. Then I thought like, well, how can I do this? How can I brand myself? Well, I love singing, so I started my career. <laughs> I know I'm a, a good songwriter, so why don't I start singing about cybersecurity? And um, that's how that's how the Cloud Security Singer began. <laughs> so Wow,
0: so you said, I'm gonna kind of figure things out from a different angle, right? That, in my opinion, is exceptional because a lot of people look and say, this is not working for me. Bah humbug, right? Poor me. Um, one of the things I always say is, if something's not working, change the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Figure another way, which is what you did with singing. So what exactly did you do with singing? How did did you, can you explain that process a little yeah. bit for
1: us? So, so it started out by... Um, using this tool Vidyard so you can send videos in your emails so I was making these little songs uh, sending them to prospects that I was trying to get a hold of and some of them I had a really good response they were like oh my gosh I've never gotten anything like this from a salesperson like it's so refreshing so I was seeing how this was opening up conversations in but previous to that like no one would talk to me and then uh, one person ended up posting it on LinkedIn And then it kind of got around and people were sharing it. So that was like the, my first uh, kind of little break of um, Creating my uh, social media stardom if so you this, will.
0: So this song that you put in an email mm-hmm. essentially went viral.
1: Yeah, that one that once went viral a little bit but then the second song I made is w- what totally changed the game for me oh. so so like I said the first the email song that started to get some traction mm-hmm. so then I said I'm just gonna make a, a song a general song not not to send to people just to post on LinkedIn that hopefully people will like so I made the song the AWS shared responsibility model which is uh, basically um, something in the cloud security industry that uh, people were very confused by, the, the security shared responsibility model. And I was confused by it. So the day I understood it, I was like, aha, I'm going to make a song about this. And that one just, I posted it on LinkedIn and I woke up the next day and it, it was just, they were playing it at Amazon conferences in Texas. And so now I'm getting like, Hundreds of people trying to connect with me like all my ideal prospects with all the titles that I was trying to reach um, In my sales outreach were now connecting with me it got uh, tweeted by one of the biggest thought leaders from Amazon web services Jeff Barr and I Was just like this is crazy (laughs) All of a sudden nobody wants to talk to me and now everybody wants to talk to me.
0: Wow. That's incredible so it just goes to show with some creativity and and you kind of recognizing avenues that you could perform in you were able to bring all of this positive attention to you in such an incredible way um just truly remarkable i think
1: yeah and i think um a big thing i want to point out a big reason why that video was so popular is because like i said it explained something that people in the industry were very confused about it it educated the video wasn't about me look at me like i'm a great singer it was it was adding value Mm -hmm. and so many people were commenting it got like two hundred thousand views on linkedin and people were commenting like oh my gosh i've been so confused about this thank you so much i just showed my whole team like you just cleared that up so people were really grateful to be educated
0: yeah absolutely and Several people that were are big in the sales enablement space started to recognize you. Mm-hmm. Who were some of those people?
1: Yeah, so uh, Bob Perkins, the CEO of AISP, wow. saw what I was doing, uh, connected with me, and um, he told me an idea about a song that he wanted me to write about inside sales. So. That's when I wrote a song called uh, the Digital Sales Song," which I ended up performing at a lot of conferences. and um, so that's when my my singing expanded from just cloud security to to tech in general. so my my brand started to evolve and and brought in. Um, and yeah, I got to go to Chicago and sing, and it was it was amazing. Wow,
0: that's incredible. You know, a brand is something that will follow you mm-hmm. throughout your entire career, right? whether it's at your, the first companies that you have to um, you know companies that you either choose to work at later on down the road, or even when you start running your own business, mm-hmm. people that you interact with. Um, so uh, incredible that you've already achieved that level of, of personal brand at this stage. Um, how has it helped you internally um, at, at the current job that you're at?
1: Yeah, so um, the startup that I was at, we got acquired by a Really big, uh, publicly traded cybersecurity company. Um, and because, like I said, I could tell when I interviewed that it was a growing company, mm-hmm. so great choice on my part. And, um, so now the company that I work for, uh, when I came in, I mean, first off. People knew who I was already. Pe- oh, you're the cloud singer, you know. So I don't even have to introduce myself. I'm I'm already known by <laughs> by the highest ex- executives at my company, and there's over five thousand people at this company. So yeah. that was definitely uh, a benefit for helping me to navigate my career and ultimately. Um, <clears throat> Me being having my personal brand and being well known is a huge factor in me in getting to where I am today, which is I got promoted into a job that I really love.
0: Wow, can you tell us about that job?
1: Yeah, so I am doing social media marketing, and uh, after I got my leg in the door into tech sales, I quickly realized that marketing is where my real passion is. Uh, is and that's where I wanted to go so I was able to make that switch and um, again it wasn't it wasn't overnight it I had to work at it but um, but I got there and now I'm I finally figured out what I love to do which is marketing
0: absolutely a hundred percent I think that's incredible. incredible um, that's an incredible use case of career navigation you entered into a, into a role. You realize at one point the current role that I'm in is not where I wanna be. You navigated yourself completely self-motivated into tech. You worked your way out of a situation that would have caused many people to quit, mm-hmm. right? Um, you turn that negative into a positive, basically turn lemons into lemonade, and now you're able to work in a position that you've dreamed about. I think that's incredible. Thank you. Um, so definitely, uh, something, an example that a lot of people should follow. Um, what would you say besides singing, mm-hmm. singing definitely helped you sort of navigate there. What was the real thing that helped you, uh, make those, those moves?
1: Yeah. So definitely as soon as I realized marketing is where I want to be and I, I, had that intention very clearly, then I was able to make the moves that I needed to make which was, the first thing I did was connect with all the marketing people at my company, find out who they are, talk to them, uh, put time on their calendar and figure out what their challenges are and how I can help them. So that's what I started doing. I was just I was meeting with different marketing executives. What is your role? What are your projects? How can I help? And like I said, they all knew who I was already. I got to perform at our sales kickoff in front of 5,000 people. So um, I had the benefit of them already knowing who I was. Um, but I started doing projects for them. I was doing projects on weekends and Uh, just, just let me know. How can I help? And then word started to get around the marketing department. Hey, there's this girl, the cloud singer, and she's really talented and, um, she, she did a favor for me. And after I did enough favors for people, eventually, um, my VP of marketing one day was just like, Oh I owe you (laughs) and I was like and that's when I was like okay I'm gonna get there and I was like no you don't owe me anything but you know what I would love if we could get together uh sometime next week for an hour and I could um present to you uh a powerpoint that I'm putting together about um how I could potentially be valuable to your marketing team. And so she was like, okay, set that meeting and uh, put together a PowerPoint and... <laughs> wow, the <laughs> rest is, is history. Yeah.
0: But what would you say is the one thing in your mind that made all of this possible from getting into a boot camp to getting into the company you're at now, the role you're at now, is there anything that you attribute to um that you've sort of thought about that's helped make all this possible so far?
1: Yeah, well I I think it's just the the never giving up. I mean that's really what it came down to is that motivation factor, like you said, that you can't really teach you know but if you want something bad enough you're gonna you're gonna find a way and um, like I said it I could have given up on interview 32 you know before I got my SDR job and then when I was trying to get into marketing like even you know there were people that were like wow you're doing so much for them like like I can't believe it like and I was just like but I know I'm gonna get there and I even had people doubting it, like, oh my gosh, like, what if they don't give it to you? And like, you're working so hard. And I just, I never had that thought. Like, I, it was never a matter of like, what if I don't get there? It was just a matter of when. Um, so I knew that eventually something would give. And honestly, I didn't know it was gonna happen this fast. I didn't know it'd be January 2019 and I'd have the role of my dreams, but I knew that it would happen at some point, so.
0: Absolutely well incredible incredible career path Uh, final question we try to ask this of everyone Um, how important is career navigation to you have you ever sort of thought of your career in that way
1: I I thought of the move from sales to marketing as career navigation but um, from being a bartender to getting into tech i I didn't really think of it like that, but when you look at it holistically I mean it's it's all career navigation and um it's incredibly important because that's it's personal growth and the way I feel is personal growth is everything in life like like I said when I was a bartender when i when I realized that I was done with that and I wanted a professional career, like I was depressed, and that's because when you're not growing anymore. Like, that hurts your soul. Your soul craves personal growth. And um, I've grown so much, and every obstacle I've faced has pushed me incredibly, uh, really made me work hard and and grow. And I would say that uh, having the ability to navigate your career is incredibly important to your life uh, and for personal growth.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Well thank you so much for being with us today. Being with us here today, excuse me. Um for those who uh want to learn more about you, what should they what should they search on, on LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, uh connect with me on LinkedIn, Kate Turchin, uh Kate uh T-U-R-C-H-I-N. You can also find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash keynote singer. If you want to check out some of my songs um you can also go to my website www.keynote-singer.com i also have a white paper you can download for free on uh creating your personal brand so connect great out. absolutely